Really, science is more, more like what an artist does. At the core of what we're doing is we're trying to solve problems. And so one of the things you have to do if you really want to solve it is to come up with a new way to look at it or a totally new approach to solving it. That's Christopher Hernandez, Associate Professor of Engineering at Cornell. On this episode of Change the Narrative, we'll hear from a scientist about why creativity is so important in the workplace and in school. This episode of Change the Narrative is sponsored by Book Creator, a simple tool for creating awesome digital books. Create your own digital resources or have students take the reins. Available for both Chrome and iOS devices. Visit bookcreator.com ctn for your chance to win a free 12-month subscription. This is Change the Narrative, the podcast about innovation in education and the workplace. I'm your host and tour guide, Michael Hernandez. It's kind of hard to show you in a podcast, but one of the iconic symbols of Los Angeles is the theme building. It's at the center of LAX, the LA International Airport. It's a flying saucer-like restaurant standing on top of huge arching legs. It may not have the prestige of the Aero Saarinen-designed Dulles Airport that opened a year later in 1962 in Washington, D.C., but its jet age design is a physical manifestation of the optimism of the era. I really love to travel, and I'm lucky that I get to do so for conferences or field trips or other events related to work. I have to admit that I feel a little guilty sometimes being away from my students for a few days at a time. Maybe you feel that way too about your job, that others can't manage without you or that things will fall apart in your absence. Ladies and for those passengers on Delta Flight number 490 service to Orlando, we do have a completely full flight today, ladies and gentlemen. But much of that anxiety goes away when I'm surrounded by creative people and listening to inspiring keynote speakers. I come away from my travels invigorated and inspired and ready to energize my classroom. I don't think it's a matter of choosing one over the other. There is no separating taking care of my creative self from the productivity and enthusiasm I bring to my workspace. Any kind of creative, and I include teachers in that group too, can only be successful when we're challenged, when we experience a change of scenery, and when we seek out new ways to solve our problems. If we don't do these things, we can become burned out and bitter or at the very least, we become ineffective in our work and lives. But why is creativity and innovation so important in the first place? I figured the best person to ask about creativity would be an engineer. I know, it wasn't the first thing that came to my mind either, but let's go with it for a minute. And I didn't just ask any engineer. I asked my brother, Christopher Hernandez. He's an associate professor of mechanical engineering and biomedical engineering with an expertise in orthopedic biomechanics microbiome and microbiology at Cornell. So thanks for joining me for this conversation, Chris. Thanks for having me. This is great. You know, in some of my talks at conferences, I've mentioned your work with grad students in your research lab. And that sometimes that it's hard to find students with an innovative mindset who can develop new ideas and processes to get their work done. I think in a lot of ways, our educational system tries to dissuade that level of creativity. And, and, and although I'd, I'd argue that engineering is better than a lot of other fields because we have this design component. All of our students take this design component where they're supposed to be creative, um, but they're so used to being told science builds in this linear fashion. And so they're not used to, to thinking outside of the box. Why is it so important to, be, um, to have the, that sense of creativity um, and that creative mindset? 
I think uh, the creativity helps you do something new. And um, any anytime you get an idea, you can refine it and refine it and refine it. But it's so much more fun to do something that changes the way we look at a problem. So much more fun to break, really break new ground. And, um, and it is rewarded. In the end, it is rewarded by the scientific community that, that somebody breaks new ground in a way that's useful and, and addresses really important problems. You know, we talk about the idea of like hard work and grit and all of those things, but um, how would you actually define innovation? If you say something's innovative in science, that means it's changing the way we think about it. So, oh, we thought ulcers came from stress, but really they come from this bacteria that's in people's stomach. And that's hard for people to take because they've been trained over years, maybe decades, that the cause was stress. So you're thinking about innovation as like a major leap or a mind shift? A I'd say a mind shift. I'd say a mind shift. You look at things differently and you, you, that's, it's a change of the mindset about how something happens or how the real world is. At the core of what we're doing is we're trying to solve problems. Um, usually by the time you've realized it's a problem, somebody's already tried to solve it a couple different ways. And so one of the things you have to do if you really want to solve it is to come up with a new way to look at it or a new, uh, totally new approach to solving it. Um, but again, if you really want to make innovations, you have to be looking at what other people are doing and integrating that into what you do. You know, I think about other fun things I do. It's, it's when I'm reading stuff that's not related to what I do. It's, it's more the humanistic stuff that gives you the creative edge. I found um, reading more history kinds of things is very telling because history, at, when it's done right, it's not just a list of facts and dates, right? It, mm -hmm. it is what were those people thinking to make that decision at the time? Yeah, exactly. And it, actually in episode three of our podcast series, we're going to talk about that a lot about looking for inspiration outside of your field of expertise and why that's so important and the reading a lot too. I, I think that's totally true. If you go to, if you listen in on any of these books about that business people write, a lot of them will tell you, oh, you got to read a book like every week. And it's not necessarily to get the information out of the book. It's not the dates and the timeline that you're getting out of it. It's how people approach the problem. When I started thinking about how am I going to make the next breakthrough, it wasn't by necessarily sitting at a strategy board. It was how did this, how was this person, how was so-and-so successful strategically? So it's kind of like the Google's 20% time where you can follow a passion project, which reminds me a lot of this concept of play and how we don't give ourselves time to play, um, sort of unstructured uh, time to follow a passion and explore that in the context of being productive and, and what we do. You're talking about enjoying yourself writing grants. Um, <laughs> I don't think most of us would consider that fun play, but... Um, I would say that playtime is probably the best part of my job, right? Because I get <laughs> to sit down and come up, try and come up with these crazy ideas. There's story after story about major tech companies that stopped doing the R&D and fell behind and got or got washed over by a new technology that appeared that they weren't even expecting to, to, to show up. So it's the same thing in science. You have to reserve a portion of what you're doing for these exploratory early stage projects. Thinking about the K-12 environment, let alone university, like you've got a, a whole slew of curriculum you've got to jam in because it's on the AP test or, or whatever, or you're being held to account as a professional what, do you, what would you say to like, you know, thought leaders in, in terms of uh, who are planning the educational curriculum you know, around the world? To any degree you can, you need to throw in, especially in science, you need to throw in a little bit of that science struggle. 
that's the scientific method. That's what, that's really what I think we should be focusing on as opposed to individual facts that we teach people that we teach kids in science. It's all about, you know, exploring what's out there and then letting the, letting the evidence tell you which way you're going to go. I don't think we ever talked about this, Chris, but I don't think we ever uh, talked about why you became a scientist as opposed to, I don't know, some kind of business mogul or uh, a lawyer or, or some other kind of field. I don't think I had the wherewithal to be a business mogul. <laughs> like, uh, um, remember, I was in graduate school in uh, Silicon Valley during the first dot-com boom. Yeah. I had buddies who were dropping out of graduate school to, to take this loser job with uh, a, a little startup called uh, PayPal. And, and make no money and be like employee number three or something like that. So, um, so I didn't have the, I clearly didn't have the business mojo to be a multimillionaire now. This is a really great conversation, Chris. Um, where can people connect with you and find out more about your work? Okay, so my website is hernandezresearch.com. That's, that's my professional website. I have, um, it's mostly, you know, it's for scientists, targeted to scientists and, and engineers, but there's also some, um, some of the uh, outreach stuff that I do is on that website. You can find the links. Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, this is a lot of fun, Chris. Uh, I feel like, you know, we're like the Property Brothers on HGTV, uh, <laughs> except for podcasts. Um, I'm just curious like, who's wearing the plaid shirt and holding the sledgehammer and who's in the suit. <laughs> we can debate that oh i've got one, the dude. sledgehammer come on <laughs> i'm afraid so <laughs> all right well thanks so much for being with us on the show chris okay great to be here thanks for having me you can see more of my brother's work in the episode notes on our website change the narrative.net create read publish education is changing bring creativity into your classroom with book creator the one app you'll need for any grade level or subject. Available for both Chrome and iOS devices. Visit bookcreator.com CTN for your chance to win a free 12-month subscription.